0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Should you stay or should you go?
2: The big decision millions of Americans must make this Christmas.
3: And the COVID pandemic and the run on chicken
1: noodle soup. And look who just caught COVID! Two famous TV personalities. I have COVID. I've tested positive for COVID nineteen. Plus, the COVID long hauler who's had a low grade fever for twenty one months.
4: One hundred point
1: eight. And home for Christmas. The missionaries kidnapped in Haiti. Their Christmas miracle. Then, hey pal. The new first dog. His name is Commander. But what happened to Major? He wasn't happy. Plus, the wild chase. They're opening fire. And Sex and the City stars break their silence about embattled actor Chris Noth. Then, the murder of John Benet Ramsey. 25 years later. Will one of America's greatest murder mysteries ever be solved? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
2: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The next few days had been expected to be records for air travel. But with the Omicron variant now raging, is it really a good idea to go anywhere? It's a question being asked by almost everyone with a flight
3: reservation. They're still going home for the holidays. The airport's today packed with travelers going ahead with their holiday plans despite the relentless onslaught of Omicron. This girl on her way to grandma's is double-masked.
4: We're just not going to touch anything.
3: This girl got her hands on a high-grade mask.
4: We're all wearing N95s.
3: Once on the plane, virologist Dr. Paula Cannon says never take off your mask.
2: Even if there's food or drink available, I would kind of say, you know, maybe this is not the time to have that delicious airplane food. Maybe you can actually make it all the way through the journey without needing to eat or take your mask off.
3: The cleanest air is from the nozzle above you. Dr. Cannon recommends pointing it straight down and turning it on full blast to create a cone of fresh filtered air.
2: Omicron is now the dominant strain of COVID in the United States. Making up more than
4: 73% of new cases. This is not March of 2020. 200 million people are fully vaccinated. We're prepared. We know more.
3: President Biden today urged Americans to stick to their holiday plans as long
4: as they're fully vaccinated. I know some Americans are wondering if you can safely celebrate the holidays with your family and friends. The answer is yes, you can.
3: Another sign that we're in the midst of a surge, cans of chicken noodle soup are running low. Some shoppers are reporting empty shelves. And while chicken noodle soup is obviously not a remedy for COVID, some studies have shown that it does have anti-inflammatory properties and can help relieve symptoms. It's also a soothing comfort food in these stressful times. Dr. Fauci had some hopeful news today as he made the TV rounds, predicting that the surge may end as quickly as it began.
1: We hope that when we do get a peak soon, and it will be soon, it's gonna be a matter of a couple of weeks that we then start to see just as dramatic a decline. He also blasted Fox
3: News host Jesse Waters for encouraging conservative college students to confront him in
1: public. Brave college student confronts Lord Fauci at dinner. The kill shot with an ambush? Deadly, because he doesn't see it coming. People should be giving me a kill shot to ambush me? I mean, what kind of craziness is there in society these days?
3: That's awful that he said that. Fox News says that Waters was using a metaphor for asking hard-hitting questions to Dr. Fauci. His words have been twisted completely out of context. I have COVID. CNBC's Jim Cramer has been stricken with the virus. He displayed his positive rapid tests on the air. I tested in the morning. I didn't have COVID. Tested in the evening. I had COVID. And ESPN's Stephen A. Smith has also been sidelined with a mild case of COVID. I'm feeling fine, mild symptoms. Uh, Thank God I was vaccinated.
2: Almost two years into the pandemic, it often seems we have just as many questions as when we started. And with this new Omicron strain, one question is, is it really less virulent than previous strains? It's an important question, especially in light of people like this woman, so-called COVID long haulers who still suffer effects long after they were infected.
5: You won't find reality star Vanessa Vigela enjoying Christmas dinner this year. The TV personality from the hit Netflix show Selling Sunset suffers from long haul COVID. Finding something she can eat is just one of her challenges.
0: A lot of foods that I smell or taste, they, they smell or taste like sewage. Or like rotten meat, or like garbage.
5: Food tasted like sewage.
0: So I get nauseous and then I cannot eat.
5: Vanessa contracted COVID back in August. She missed five weeks shooting for Selling Sunset, and she has never fully recovered. Researchers say up to 30% of all COVID patients like Vanessa live with a roller coaster of symptoms for months, including extreme fatigue, headache, insomnia, brain fog, breathing problems, and hair loss.
0: So I started showering uh, one day, and then while well, I was, like, washing my hair, I started, like, starting to pull out, like, a lot, like, lot, lots of hair, and I was like, what?
5: It's got to be terrifying, though. You look at your brush, and you go, oh, my gosh, what's happening?
0: It is because it gets to a point where you're like, I don't know, when is it going to end? Like, when is this going to end?
5: When is it going to end? Andrea Tomasek would also like an answer to that question.
4: Christmas Eve this year is going to be my 21-month anniversary of having symptoms from COVID.
5: Incredibly, the 38-year-old Minnesota mom caught COVID in March 2020.
4: I feel like a completely different person on the inside, and it's not an improvement.
5: She's had a low-grade fever every day since she was stricken. Every day. She even took her temperature during our interview.
2: 100.8. Long-haul COVID is now recognized as a disability under the Americans with Disabilities Act. The last of the Christian missionaries taken hostage in Haiti are now home for the holidays. And the way they got out rivals any James Bond movie. It's a song of
6: joy. 17 hostages kidnapped by a notorious street gang in Haiti, now home for the holidays. They sang the hymn, Angel of the Lord, after they were all reunited in Florida. It's a song that gave them hope during their harrowing two months in captivity. You can see the two youngest hostages, a three-year-old boy and a 10-month-old girl. We're learning more information about how 12 of the hostages pulled off a daring escape when night fell.
0: They found a way to open the door that was closed and blocked, filed silently to the path that they have chosen to follow, and quickly left the place that they were held.
6: They walked 10 miles, with the 3-year-old and the 10-month-old, ultimately coming across a good Samaritan who helped them make a call that led to their rescue. This is a photo of them boarding a Coast Guard plane that flew them to Florida. This photo shows one of the hostages hoisted in the air by his brothers. The Christian Aid Ministries organization says a ransom was paid, but gave no details on how much or when. It's a miracle just in time
2: for Christmas. Miracle indeed. Christmas came early to the White House as President and Mrs. Biden show off their new puppy, Commander. But what happened to their other dog named Major?
3: There's a new first dog in the White House, just in time for Christmas.
2: Hey, pal. How you doing?
3: Meet Commander. A three-month-old German Shepherd puppy.
6: He's very adorable. He's going to bring joy to the president, the first family, to all of us probably as well.
3: He joins the first family six months after Biden's beloved dog, Champ, passed away. But what happened to Major? Remember him? The German Shepherd has been booted from the White House after a series of embarrassing biting incidents, including one involving a Secret Service agent. Major is now living in a quieter environment with family friends.
5: German Shepherds are um, protective dogs. It's in their nature. There's a lot going on in the White House. And so I think it's really excellent and responsible that the Bidens recognized how unhappy he was.
2: German Shepherds are the third most popular breed this year after the Labrador Retriever and the French Bulldog. It was a police chase and shootout worthy of a Hollywood movie, but this was very much real life. Authorities in New Mexico have just released footage of a shootout and a standoff that all started with a holdup at a Starbucks. It starts with an armed hold-up
6: at a Starbucks drive through Look, the female driver has a gun with a green laser pointed at the cashier who puts her hands up. They get the cash and make a getaway. But watch what happens next. Sheriff's deputies in Santa Fe, New Mexico are in pursuit. The woman robber has now switched seats and opens fire at police from the passenger seat. While her male companion takes over the wheel deputies return fire through the broken glass.
5: One, the wrong side of
6: Suddenly, the car swerves across the highway and crashes. 45,000. 45,000. Finally, the male suspect surrenders.
3: Be advised, he is standing up and he's crawling to us now.
6: Police found the woman dead of a gunshot wound in the back seat. The chase happened
2: November 26th, but cops just released the video. <laughs> After all of that, the amount taken from the Starbucks was only about $500. Other news today, the fall from grace for actor Chris Noth has been swift and certain. Just one week after he was accused by two women of sexual assault, he's been fired from his show The Equalizer. And now his former Sex and the City co-stars are speaking out in support of the accusers.
5: The ladies of Sex and the City are speaking out, declaring themselves deeply saddened about the allegations against their co-star, Chris Noth. Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis issued an extraordinary joint statement, squarely coming down on the side of Noth's accusers. We support the women who have come forward and shared their painful experiences. We know it must be a very difficult thing to do, and we commend them for it. It's like meeting an old friend that you haven't seen in 20 years. Just two weeks ago, Noth was front and center at the red carpet premiere of the Sex in the City reboot, and just like that. And today, more fallout from that bombshell Hollywood reporter expose that quoted two women who claimed they were sexually assaulted by Noth in 2004 and 2015. A third woman, actress Zoe Lister-Jones, who guest starred on Law & Order with Noth, called him a sexual predator. Now Noth has been fired from the hit show The Equalizer. Chris Noth will no longer film additional episodes of The Equalizer effective immediately, Universal Television and CBS said in a statement. Now that we're hearing these allegations that are pretty disturbing about Chris Noth, I think it's going to be really tough for him to bounce back. Chris Noth says the allegations against him are false.
2: In addition to losing his acting gigs, a $12 million deal to sell his tequila brand has also been scuttled. How time flies, hard to believe, but this Christmas will mark the 25th anniversary of the murder of Jean-Benet Ramsey. The little pageant queen was found dead in the basement of her home, the first in a series of unfortunate events for the family and a murder which remains unsolved.
5: is the adorable little girl whose murder has baffled investigators for the last 25 years 6-year-old pageant contestant John Benet Ramsey was found strangled in the basement of her own home in Boulder, Colorado, the day after Christmas 1996. Inside Edition has been reporting on the case ever since.
2: A story that is gripping the nation. It is the investigation of the murder of little John Binet Ramsey. John
5: JonBenet's slaying is now one of America's greatest murder mysteries. 25 years later, after countless twists and turns, false leads and dead ends, the case remains frustratingly unsolved. Very little about this case makes sense investigative reporter paula woodward has covered the case from day one the investigation she says was flawed from the beginning
2: you'll have a police department in boulder which did not have a homicide department because they did simply didn't have enough
5: homicides to justify one so who did it early on suspicion fell on john benet's family
2: please if you know anything i beg you to call us it was leaked by the police that the ramseys quote, weren't acting right. But
5: Woodward says the suspicions flew in the face of the evidence.
2: There are police reports which say that first night, Patsy and John Ramsey were hysterical with crying. They couldn't stand up. They would fall to the floor. The Ramseys
5: were officially exonerated in 2008. Posthumously, in Patty Ramsey's case, she died from ovarian cancer two years before. The case took a bombshell turn when this puzzling character came forward to claim he killed John Binet accidentally. I, I love John John Mark Carr flew back to the U.S. from Thailand to face questioning, but investigators concluded he was a fantasist who had nothing to do with John Binet's slaying. Paula Woodward's new book, Unsolved: The John Bonet Ramsey Murder, 25 Years Later, is just out. She writes about the theory supported by most investigators that a still unidentified intruder was responsible. Only advances in DNA technology may one day identify the killer.
2: I believe there's a good chance the killer can be found if they would test the remaining DNA for genetic components. I think that that's a real possibility.
5: If she were alive today, Jean Benet would be 31 years old, but she remains a little girl, frozen in time, whose life was taken from her by a monster yet to be brought to justice. I be a
2: in a statement issued today, the Boulder Police Department says it regularly compares DNA evidence using new technologies in hopes of one day making a match and finding Jean Benet's killer.
1: Next, the business that is booming during the pandemic. Products flying out the window. The we'll rush to beat the demand. Orders are coming in faster than we can keep up with them. Then we're all gonna wreck
5: the Christmas
1: tree. 63 years later, how this beloved Christmas classic is battling Mariah Carey for the season's top Christmas song. Over the, over the
3: Christmas
1: tree. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville, will be right back.
2: With inflation the highest in a generation and interest rates about to go up, these are challenging times for many people, but not for the folks in the furniture business. They can't make the stuff fast enough to meet the demand. Business is booming.
5: Orders are coming in faster than we can keep up with them. Unlike many businesses these days, furniture manufacturers are buzzing overtime here in Hickory, North Carolina, the furniture manufacturing capital of America. Furniture is being shipped out faster than they can build it.
2: That's a beautiful
1: chair.
5: Consumers are spending record dollars on their home furnishings, especially home offices. Charles Sherrill is CEO of Sherrill Furniture.
1: The future's bright for the furniture industry, that's for sure.
5: He says he doesn't have the skilled labor to keep up with demand. Dax Allen, marketing manager for Cheryl Furniture, says the competition for skilled workers is extremely high. We can't just have anyone walk in off the street and
1: really participate quickly here. You have to develop them and teach them the skills.
5: So where do you get those skilled workers? Welcome to North Carolina's Catawba Valley Furniture Academy, a community college where instructors are teaching a new generation the craft of furniture building.
6: The training I got here offered me a better job, better pay.
0: Making quality furniture makes people happy.
5: They learn tools of the trade and get hands-on experience with high-tech machinery so you can enjoy the fruits of their labor in the form of beautiful furniture.
2: In one month alone this year, Americans spent an estimated $11.3 billion at furniture and home furnishing
1: stores. Still to come... We're all
4: gonna wreck the tree.
1: 63 years later, how this beloved Christmas classic is battling Mariah Carey for the season's top Christmas song. We're all gonna
3: wreck the Christmas
1: tree.
2: It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order.
0: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way?
2: Maybe it's a reflection of our pandemic need for normal, but the third most popular Christmas song in America is an oldie but a goodie. No surprise, Adele tops the Billboard chart at number one.
6: And at number two, again, no surprise, the Queen of Christmas herself, Mariah Carey. But at the number three spot, a big surprise. Rockin' around the Christmas tree. Rockin' around the Christmas tree, 63 years after it was first released, way back in 1958. Rockin' Around
0: the Christmas
4: tree. Now 77, Brenda Lee is
2: still rocking away. Home for the holidays coming up. And finally today, you cannot keep this young man away from his mom this Christmas.
3: This mom's expression says it all. Her soldier son is home just in time for Christmas.
0: Surprise.
3: Mom hasn't seen him in six months. Just look, she won't let him go. Best surprise ever. Welcome home, soldier.
2: That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again next time.